contribute to the madness by clicking the open mic button in the free Florida Man Radio app. Can't do the fart spray. It's a threat to democracy. Everything I hate is a threat to democracy, including democracy, uh, whatever that is. I hope those tomahawk steaks aren't a threat to democracy because I'm going to have to order some more. Animals to vote? Well, that's a threat to our democracy. Leave your open mic now with the Florida Man Radio app. Okay, men, time to be an all-star caregiver. Drive them to physical therapy, doctor's appointments. Be there emotionally and physically. Don't give up. Don't ever give up. Caregiving is tougher than tough. Find care guides at aarp.org caregiving. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Listen, laugh, and learn. Welcome to the Don Miller Show on Florida Man Radio. Damn, it's Monday morning. I ran my black ass all the way over here to make a major announcement. I made it. Thank you so much, everybody. That's the announcement today. I made it. Never could have made it. Thank you so much. Thank you. The Don Miller Show, Monday through Friday, Florida Man Radio. Holly Hollywood. Hey, hey, what's going on, Don? Man, I don't know where I get all this energy from every damn time I show up in here. Man, I'm just so excited to be here. Shout out to those who I love the most. That are the people who support what we're doing here at Florida Man Radio. That dude, Holly Holloman, man, I appreciate you. Swinging around the room. Hey, LP, what's up? Bug ground can't complain. Rub ground can't complain. Stedman, what's up, baby boy? Hey, how are you? Let's do a Don Miller show today again. Uh, prior to coming on... Uh, the Bubba the Love Sponge show was joined by Shannon Burke, and uh, they made an announcement uh, this morning, and that announcement uh, it's going to be coming from me right now. And uh, the Don Miller Show, uh, Florida Man Radio, Holly Holloman, D'Amica Page, Bubba and the team, Shannon Easy, and, of course, the lovely and talented Heather, we're making a move here at JVC Broadcasting. We are uh, going to another signal. Uh, that signal will be 104, 103.1 FM. Correct, guys? Am I making this up? Correct, correct. Okay, 103.1 FM uh, mm-hmm. in the Central Florida area, which is a gigantic signal. Uh, we're excited about it. The Don Miller Show goes from 10 until 2, uh, followed by Shannon Burke from 2 to 6. So the Don Miller Show, 10 to 2, Shannon Burke. Two to six. Uh, Bubba stays exactly where he is in the mornings right here on Florida Man Radio. Uh, so that is the announcement starting March 4th, Monday. We're going to bring our asses in here in high chairs and rocking chairs. This is a long-ass show. <laughs> ooh, ooh. It's going to be a good time. Yeah, man. I'm so excited again. Thank, it will be a thank good you. Time. We could not in no way uh, have done this uh, without the support of the people who listen and show us love every day. And I just want to thank all of y'all. I wish I could name you all, uh, but I can't. But I just yeah. want to say to our friends in the panhandle, uh, we love you very much. And Ocala uh, and just Orlando area and just anywhere you call us from, up and down the highways to our truck drivers who uh, listen to us uh, delivering goods across this country. We love you and we thank you and we support you. Uh, but again, we go from 10 to 2 starting March 4th, uh, the Shannon Burke short show 2 to 6. So that's absolute drive time. Mm-hmm. And I just, I'm just excited about this. So again, um, here we go. Uh, let's play big yeah. boy radio. <laughs> let's play hey. big boy radio. That's why they want to Good time play. had by all. Yeah, it's the other station in this town, been around for a long time. 
And they just been walking down the street by themselves, swinging their arms. Uh-huh. Well, there's enough room on the sidewalk for other people. That's all I'm saying, mm-hmm. man. Shout out to my friends over at that at that place. Uh, I've always uh, had a great relationship with the guys over at uh, iHeart. Um, we've known them forever. Holly, you grew up with them. So, yeah, again, yeah. Uh, it's just great to be able uh, to be heard by more people and uh, get a little more time to talk to you. So we thank you so much uh, right here on the Don Mill Show. Uh, I got this conversation sent to me. Uh, got a lot to get to, guys. It, it was a great, great weekend, I think. I don't remember much about it, but um, <laughs> I want to get to the conversation. Donald Trump did a speech this weekend. Uh, I don't know. It's my fault. I dropped the ball on not having the speech. Uh, but Donald Trump did a speech this weekend, and uh, he kind of alluded to, I'm going to try to get the speech. Somebody, LP, somebody. Help I'm me working on okay. it. And uh, but Donald Trump did a speech, and he talked about how black people kind of gravitate toward him because of the challenges that he's faced in the justice system. Mm-hmm. And everybody came out, all these people, oh, it's racist, how dare he say such a thing, Donald Trump's a racist. And um, so I got a text message from, from someone this morning who asked me, was I going to talk about it? And absolutely, I'm going to talk about it. Because I had, let, let me just say this. And Can anybody find that yet? Yeah, okay. there's a, there's okay. a whole okay. bunch. Okay, just Saturday's clip, uh, Donald Trump speaking, and but I just I don't even need this. He wasn't tall. He wasn't, it wasn't racist. Okay, don't yeah. worry. Just I'm telling you, it wasn't racist, and it wasn't racist for a number of reasons. I've been saying it all the time that there is a segment of the society that's going to see how people are coming at this guy, guilty or not guilty. Where I come from. Anytime you pile on, there's going to be some skeptics. Thanks. And as a guy who was bullied, right? I'm going to spend a couple of minutes on this, right? And never, nobody ever came to the rescue. Where I come from, anybody who, if there's a pile on, somebody going to say, all of them don't need to be hitting him. Facts. <laughs> huh? Holly? <laughs> huh? Anybody ever heard that? You ever see a school fight? Kids on the playground. And somebody says, all of them don't need to be hitting him. It ain't but one of him. Stay with me. And why they just can't fight each other. (laughs) Facts. How many times have you heard, why y'all, why y'all can't just stand over there and let them two duke it out? Why can't we let two men running for president duke it out, right? Why are we pulling these cards of ridiculousness. This is my contention right here on this show. If Donald Trump's a racist, Joe Biden's way more racist, sir. Racist, sir. That's a new you word. Follow me. That's a new word right you there. You follow me? Like, let's be clear, right? So if Donald Trump's a racist, Joe Biden's even more of a racist. Racist, sir. Racist, sir. That's the word today. Yeah, Drop word us an word. open mic. 321-339-1055. Stay with me. I'm going somewhere with it. I'm laying a conversation out this morning. But it's amazing because as a guy who watched guys duke it out, right, growing up, me and Holly, we watched guys duke it out. We would make a circle and let them duke it out, Holly. One-on-one. One-on-one. Man-on-man. Duke it out. Okay? Right? Somebody wins. But when, when I see this pile on, and oftentimes in our community, 
where we come from, where we've seen the pile on of politicians by other people because of a disagreement. Nobody can. I don't know. I'm just a guy who don't like to pile on. I get skeptical when I see the gas being stood up on. You know what I mean? So, so li- listen, fast forward, okay? Donald Trump puts out that ugly ass shoe. He didn't even put it out, but that ugly ass shoe. Everybody's like, ah, oh, he's, he's pandering to black people because they like sneakers. So the people who said that are racist, Holly, <laughs> okay? Oh, he put out that ugly, that, and the shoe was an ugly ass shoe. The fact of the matter is this, right? It was an ugly ass shoe that a friend of mine was talking about. Stay with me, Holly. Mm-hmm. But he marches in a fraternity that wears ghost shoes. <laughs> Stay with me, Holly. A friend of mine said it was the ugliest shoe he's ever seen, but he has a pair, and he marches in his fraternity with them on. No man should walk among gold shoes. I think it's pretty ridiculous anyway. The fact is, we got to be careful with this contradiction and this hypocrisy. Ugly-ass shoe. Nobody cares. That wasn't trying to get the attention of no black kid who plays basketball and likes Jordans. Yeah. But every step of the way is something every week. So what he said this weekend, Don Miller's been saying that. I know some black folk who looking at this like, damn. But they go out and they get these Van Jones guys and these uh, Bakari Sellers, coon-ass Negroes, and they sit them on the platform, they give them a microphone, and they ask these really smart black guys how Deontay in the hood is thinking. And let me explain something to you. These really smart black guys don't know Deontay or his cousins. These guys have marching orders and a conversation to preach. These guys, Van Jones don't know what the black guy who just got his voter registration card on the south side of Chicago with a bunch of immigrants of illegal status in their community. They're not voting for the guy who brought these people in there. And you would be a damn fool to think so. But they separate us by these educated Negroes who have marching orders. Mm. So I don't want to hear. I want to hear. Somebody from the hood who is articulate and can come to the microphone and tell us what the people in the hood are thinking. I don't want to hear from these guys. It's like, oh, well, they, they, they keep in mind, Bakari Kunas Seller says today, on the other day, well, keep in mind, I'm telling you, two things can be right, uh, this. And, and that's what you say when you can't present the conversation because Bakari Sellers don't know those people. He don't know the poor people in his district. He knows Jim Clyburn, and Jim Clyburn gave him a thumbs up, and you go to Negro Young, Negro, you're going to be after me. This is what Bakari Sellers is about. He's going to take Jim Clyburn's district, one of the poorest congressional districts in America. Bakari Sellers is next in line. Well, at least he thinks so. But Uncle Jimmy say he ain't never going to die. The fact of the matter is, when you look at the people that's speaking and see what they're attached to, but Kyrie Sellers is next in line for Jim Clyburn's job. The poor, definitely one of the poorest districts in America. Definitely one of the poorest districts, if not in South Carolina. Jim Clyburn, the most powerful black man allegedly in the United States Congress, who took more money from Big Pharma mm. in the last 10 years, Stedman, than any congressperson on Capitol Hill. Good morning, everybody. It's time for the Don Miller Show. Yeah. Holly, I had to get that out there, man, because wow. everything ain't racist. But what Please. If, you know, but what if the big farmer just likes him more than all the no, other No, 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 no. Let me just repeat that for the people over there by the dough. <laughs> Jim Clyburn represents one of the poorest districts yes. 
in the United States House of Representatives. Yet he is the most powerful Negro, allegedly, on Capitol Hill. Now watch, watch this though. I think he is because he actually in Holly, you all, we all know this. He put Biden on in the 2020 election. So the most powerful black man on Capitol Hill who carries the guy who was falling apart in the race, carries him mm -hmm. over the threshold, goes to his poor ass constituents. Facts. Jim Clyburn got a bunch of poor people in oftentimes every Negro, almost all of them who lives in his district are poor blacks. Now, let me just say this. Can I just stay with me? But they pick somebody, Bakari Sellers, you take that job and you keep singing and dancing for this conversation. When I get ready to go home, you can be the next congressman, only the second congressman in 142 years from the great state of South Carolina that look like us. Let me repeat that. Yeah. Jim Clyburn mm. is the only one in over 100 years. There's only been one black congressperson from the state of South Carolina. One. He came there 30 years ago, preceded by a whole bunch of white guys. And he got there recognizing what was happening in his district. And one of his first pieces of legislation in America was to drive for reparations of the Catawba Native Americans. Mm -hmm. Not the Negro in his district who had suffered long and hard, but for the Catawba Native Americans who received reparations, reparations in the state of South Carolina under a bill written by this cat. Now, that's a whole nother conversation, but I, what I want to show today, what I want to illustrate is that when y'all going to get tired of this, <laughs> when y'all going to get tired of these people who hate you telling you who to hate, when are you going to say enough's enough, you put these illegals in my neighborhood, they're murdering our family members, they're stealing us blind, they have no respect for authority, and you put them in my neighborhood and you tell me it's okay. You can kiss my monkey ass to think that's okay. <laughs> but Holly, let me read something to you, Holly. So when the bill passed, sponsored by Jim Clyburn 30 years ago, to give reparations for the Catawba Native Americans, the bill read as such. The Native Americans to receive special protection and rights and privileges for the historic wrongs America has done to them. Mm. So forth, the Catawba Indians at the hands of this gentleman received reparations. They ain't saying nothing wrong with giving the Native American people what's theirs. But there's a line outside the door, Mr. Sir. <laughs> Holly, Holly, yeah, good morning, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good morning, Holly. Yeah, yeah you look, you look charged up this morning. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's a Just line a outside bit. the door, man. Yeah. As long as it's a line outside the door. Yeah of Americans who look like me, who served, especially who served this country, of Americans who look like Stedman, who've paid into this system, as long as there's a line outside the door, we're full. Facts. Well, I mean, as yeah. long as there's a line outside the door, we're full, guys. So, so we got a line outside the door across this country before this immigration crisis hit us. There's still a line outside the door. When Social Security office, you still got to wait three hours. You go to DMV, you got to wait three hours, right? You go to guess what, George, you got to wait for it, right? In the hot sun in many instances or in the freezing cold, there's been a line outside the door in America for the Americans who live in this country for a long-ass time, and that is due yeah. to bad 
leadership and the structure of how we run these agencies. Yes or no? Anybody disagree with me? These agencies are run well, right? Bureaucracy, bureaucracy. Okay, the agencies are run well. There's a line outside the door at the post office, right? There's at the VA. There's a line outside the door at the mental health clinics all over this country for those who serve this country. There's a line all the way around the corner. Take this number. Nobody who served this country, not one damn person who went and fought for this country should have to take a number no damn well. Facts. Nowhere, Holly. Nobody who mm. served this country should have to take a number. You can kiss my ass again. I'm giving out asses today. <laughs> because it's wrong for anybody who served this country to have to stand on the same line as Don Miller. Don Miller, you stand your ass over there till we serve these people who serve this country. Mm. Holly Holliman, go stand over there. LP, you serve this country. Go on up there. Go on up there. So when I see people who serve these country getting being given a number, <laughs> and then you got these illegal people coming over here, going to the front of the line, and then you got any black person, any poor white in this country who think that's okay, y'all need to turn to another show today. Mm. I'm just saying. Well. Is Don Miller okay? Yeah, man. <laughs> you know, it's oh just my amazing, God. man. Did, did something happen at the house yesterday that triggered this? this A this, great this, Zoom call. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> Let me just say yeah. something, guys. Listen to me, guys. I want to come here every day and engage people and hopefully give them a nugget. Yeah. The motto of this show is what else? Listen, laugh, and learn. Listen, laugh, and learn. But there are going to be days yeah. when I come in here hot, right? Yeah. And when I come in here hot uh, and say something that might be a little off, don't blame it on my heart. Blame it on my head. Yeah, you ain't saying nothing that was off, though. You know, I ain't worried about that. I'm just saying nobody who served this country should be asked to take a number. Nobody. But but you got to understand, too, as well, their argument is that these people need their little boost. Like, we don't have other people that need a boost. I'm wow. just saying, guys. I'm just saying, you know. So, anyway. So if you get, do got casino let, let me get back to this yeah, clip. So, right. Donald Trump, right, goes and says that black people, in a, you know, I'm a paraphrase, identifies yeah. with him because of what he's gone through. Um with judicial the, with the judicial system, right? Judicial, judicial PTSD. Yeah. There actually is a thing, okay? Yeah. And I just think, guys, you, I just, I'm going to play just a little bit of this real quick, and then I'm going to come back. I'm in a fourth time. And a lot of people said that that's why the black people like me, because they have been hurt so badly and discriminated against. Later, invoking his mug. Okay, stop it right there. Hurt so bad and discriminated against. Damn, that was some racist. That was terribly racist. I feel so offended. Again. Holly, did that offend you? No, it didn't offend me because, I mean, I know who Donald Trump is, and he just, bro, he says what he says, but he don't mean no harm. No, he don't mean no harm. He don't no, mean no, no harm. Man. He just, but he just, it, the ignorance doesn't give him the right to just be able to just say what he want to say, though, sometimes. Okay, <laughs> but let me just say this. Let's stay on that statement. Go ahead. So what I got from it was, one, he didn't compare himself racially like other people do. And other politicians said, oh, uh, um, I'm I'm 1% um, Native American type person. He wasn't comparing his struggles to it. He was basically saying that I'm being discriminated against. There's many different types of discrimination. But in this particular point, I'm being discriminated, which is also why others who have been discriminated in different terms and ways, you feel me, they, they can relate to this. 
So I, I saw nothing wrong okay, with the statement. Okay, again. I got a little more of it if okay. you want to hear a little more. Yeah, play a little more. Let, let, let me just listen. You know who embraced it more than anybody else? The black population. It's incredible. You see black people walking around with my mugshot. You know, they do shirts and they sell them for $19 a piece. Haley says. The- okay, now let me just say this, okay? Like Holly just said, <laughs> Donald Trump is Donald Trump. He yeah. speaks Trump. He right. speaks Trump. Yeah. When you, yeah. If you understand. See, it is amazing how many folk now let things bother them. Yeah. That may be said by Donald Trump that he's been said when he said it on when he said it on that apprentice it was funny as hell right Holly yeah, yeah. it was yeah. Funny. oh he's so Holly let's go to break I want to spend some time on this you listen to the Don Miller show big news starting the fourth of March the Don Miller show goes from ten to two followed by Shannon Burke two to six we'll be back in a moment no matter who we are or where we come from. We all experience difficulties in life. Military veterans know that sometimes it takes strength and determination to make it through. Whether it's obvious physical challenges or struggles on the inside, it takes strength to ask for help when you need it. I knew that I had to get support, not just for me, but for the sake of my wife and kids. Talking about it has helped me feel more like myself again. Honestly, it was hard to open up at first, but it's changed my life for the better. Learn how veterans like us have reached out for help and hear stories of strength and recovery at maketheconnection.net. WFYY HD3 Windermere, WXUS HD3, W266DY Tonellan, WZLB Valparaiso, Florida Man Radio. Back to the Don Miller Show on Florida Man Radio. Hey, welcome back to the Don Miller Show. We're going to quickly turn the corner after I hit one other point here. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, I just got a question. Um, if Bill Clinton's a racist, why do I like him? And it's not that I like him. I liked his policies economically. I like where the country was, okay, uh, economically. And I I think he he brought, he changed. I don't like the fact that he engaged to the level in which he engaged with the crime bills. Don't like that at all. I think that's extremely racist. I don't like the fact that his racist wife supported and stood with Margaret Sanger from Planned Parenthood and embraced her for so long. I think that's racist. But I can appreciate someone's body of work in another box, yet not like them personally. I think this is where it goes to personality versus policy, okay? Mm. I don't have a problem with somebody don't liking Trump, but I also want you to understand, go look at some of the stuff that comes with this, and you may engage a little more, but we can't get past the personality of the person. So that's what I meant uh, when I said that. Thank you again. But I want to play something else real quick before we get out of this conversation because I want to get out of it. I, uh, I, I just don't understand how with the touch of your finger, you can go and find information uh, about people and how, what they've done historically unlike ever before. 
And nobody takes the opportunity to do it. And I just don't understand uh, how people don't understand. They just don't care. But then you want to grab a soundbite and run down the street until you run up against somebody who makes you look ignorant. I want to play this clip, guys, because someone just asked me uh, just now in the bathroom. uh, Well, said, I never knew Jesse Jackson had a relationship with Donald Trump. Okay, I want I want you to listen to this clip. This is very important. The end of the session, and he said, "Listen, I want some office space in your building on Wall Street because the wall on Wall will fall." <laughs> and I said, "It's okay, Jesse. I'll make a good deal with you. I'll get you some space. You'll pay about forty dollars a foot." And he said, "No, no, no. I don't want to pay forty. So how about thirty? No. It was the cheapest deal I ever made in the history of Forty Wall Street. Is that right?" He got it for nothing. He's a very tough negotiator. Okay, now listen to this, guys. How dare that racist give free office space in a program that was geared toward getting more blacks on Wall Street? Mm. He said, ah, I take the office space at 40 Wall Street, which is nice. If you go, no, if you know that area, you know, right? It's the Donald Trump building, one of his early buildings, right? But when you're watching this conversation, sitting with Jesse are some of the most powerful black people in America, right at the right in front of Trump. Go watch this video on YouTube. Every powerful black person sitting at businessman, businesswoman, Alexis Herman, the secretary of transportation under Bill Clinton. Go look at all of them and they're cheering and Trump's not lying. He did give them office space for a long-ass time. Yeah. The point I make is this, guys. Just do a little research. I'm not out here rah-rahing for Trump. I'm just rah-rahing when you let somebody who setting you up push you in a way that you ain't did research and you look stupid at the water machine in your job <laughs> talking to that white guy who done read that book or that <laughs> Spanish lady who done read that book. <laughs> you hear me? And I'm telling you this because somebody said this to me. They rolled up on a Spanish lady at a job, and the Spanish lady was talking. They were talking a little bit about politics, kind of, and you could, she could tell the Spanish lady uh, didn't support Biden and was supportive of Cornell West. And she's like, how does Spanish lady know anything about Cornell West? Mm. And because she reads her books, <laughs> and you don't. And you might want to read your books. Yeah, them good letters. Come on, man. Thank you so much, everybody. Again, the Don Miller Show moving from 10 to 2, starting March 4th. Shannon Burke at 6 o'clock, uh, from 2 to 6. 6 o'clock, uh, Jesse Kelly maybe. But I know myself and Shannon Burke, 10 to 2, 2 to 6. I'm telling you, we coming, y'all. Y'all better pay attention. This is real serious work we're getting ready to put in right here on JVC Broadcasting, Florida Man Radio. And that's on 103.1. FM Monday. if you're in the city driving in your cars in, in the Central Florida area. We're on 103.1 in the Panhandle already. So it kind of is going to be easy. I can just say 103.1 across the board, uh, Panhandle, Central Florida. So thank you again. Uh, okay, so I got that off my chest, and I just want you all to know it's just draining sometimes when you see people who are just living in, uh, God. Hey, Holly, how was your weekend, man? 
<laughs> uh, it was. It was. I told great, Don he's going to have to learn how to pace himself over four hours. Yeah, right? yeah. Uh, I didn't. Uh, I didn't do long strolls before. I just. Yeah. I just. Well, I just take my time and talk slower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you was heated, a little heated up today. No, no, it just bothers me. You know, I'm so tired of I'm tired of the race card. Yeah. Because what happened? It's in the deck. Please know it's in the deck, right? But I'm just tired of it. It's, it's throwing it at everything. Oh, he's a race. She's a racist, right? Yeah. No, man. You got to look at a person's history of engagement with people, man. You can't just come on now. You just can't could, call nobody no damn racist. So could it could it be that they're in damage control? Because they haven't had this much pushback from the black community in a while, so their first thought is, okay, we since we can't run on our um, our policies, we've kind of um, have infiltrated their their communities and created an invasion into. Okay, their let me just say something. Let me tell you what's going to happen. Remember, I told y'all this today on the Don Miller show. Yeah, they've lost black people with the emotional curveball now. Mm. They ain't got it like that no more. Not okay. At all. Yeah, hey, ain't no black people. I didn't see no black people. Oh, yeah, Donald Trump. I saw these Negroes that they pay to come out and say Donald Trump's a racist. I saw the ones they pay. I saw Bakari Sellers and Van Jones and these Negroes, these paid Negroes. Yeah. Okay? Put the microphone in the man on the street face. Go to Brooklyn. Go to Inglewood. Hmm, Holly? Yeah. <laughs> Go over there. <laughs> Go to, huh? Go to Bankhead. Put the microphone in the man on the street and ask the man on the street, was that comment racist? No, they're not going to do that. No, because it doesn't go against it doesn't It's go not, not going to do it. It ain't going to do it. That's not a racist comment. And if you heard Donald Trump with Jesse Jackson and all the black feet, he was still saying cornball ass little side things, right? Yeah. Uh, Jesse came to me and, you know? Didn't call him Reverend, mm. called him Jesse. Mm. Yeah, because you know him huh? like that. He know him like that, Holly. <laughs> huh? Yeah, yeah. Huh? Look, Holly, what do we call Jesse, me and you? If we if when Jesse was in the car with us, what did we refer to him as? Jesse? <laughs> huh? So you know him like that. Right? Yeah. I mean, okay, so yeah. please understand, guys. <laughs> please, man. Just stop, man. I don't want to do that no more. But I want to talk about Nimrata. Nimrata is running for president. She got her ass handed to her in the primary. Wait, who? Oh, who, who? Nikki Haley. That's her government yeah, name. Yeah, Nimrata. Her yeah. government name, Nimrata. <laughs> oh, okay. Her government name is Nimrata. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Close okay. to Nimrod. So, ooh, wow. <laughs> so, uh, her government name is Nimrata. So, so, she got, she, she lost by 20 points in her own state that she was a two-term governor of, right? Got it handed to her in her own state. Mm. And she goes to the wow. microphone. Listen to what she says, guys. Everyone wants to bring back the America we know and love. Yeah. That's the underlying message of what happened today. I want to congratulate Donald Trump on his victory. That is awesome. Thank the people of South Carolina for using the power of your voice. Okay, America stop, stop, stop. Bye. But guess what? She 87, 90 million in, and she say she ain't getting out. Yeah, she's trying to raise 16 Okay, more. who, Holly, keeps giving money to this lady? <laughs> Well, she's building. She's building her money up for next the next go around. <laughs> she got to build it up for something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They because somebody's still giving her money. That's that's. 
That's the scary part. You keep losing and you keep getting money. Again, American people ain't paying attention. Ain't nobody saying, damn, who would keep giving money to a loser? Somebody. Hmm? You think any you and, give, th- and giving a lot. You think it's Republicans giving money to this loser? Only um, one Republican in the Congress endorses or still supports her. Okay? Only one. So who would keep Ralph Norman's the only guy? Who is still supporting her? Where is this money coming from? Now, the white folk have been talking about this for about three months, okay? Yeah. I want y'all to know about it, okay? Who's giving money to a perennial loser? What gambler does this? Mm. Who gives millions and millions and millions to a perennial loser? Let me tell you, I looked that word up this weekend, that <laughs> perennial. That means like... That's good, I like that. What, what does that mean, Stem? A perennial. Perennial, this means over and over again. Over and over again. Yeah. Yeah, that's the word of the day, perennial. Infinite time. I'm a perennial cusser. Over and over again, I cuss. <laughs> <laughs> but the point wow. I make is this. Who keeps giving money to a perennial loser? Somebody keep losing. Somebody. Maybe she's Somebody's a tax right now. Yeah, Holly. Ooh, that, that Somebody's doing true. it and doing it big, too. Yeah, man. Yeah. So I mean, when you lose your own hometown, you, you pretty much, uh, <laughs> you, you you lost. Dude, that's that's it. Yeah, <laughs> she can't come back home. That's what they're saying. No, yeah. the, the thing about it is when you look at what we're seeing here, right? Yeah. And don't realize that there is something going on bigger than we see. Yeah. And... I'm always that guy. Now, you know, every day is something else. Now they got a stomach bug that's going around that's so bad. You get diarrhea like you can't stop, right? Mm, that runny. Everybody, look, man, I'm tired of being scared. <laughs> I don't want to be scared mm. no more, okay? I'm not going to be scared anymore. Every The yeah. closer we get, the more frightened we're going to be. Fear is going to be pushed on us, Stedman. The closer we get. November coming. The closer we get. They're going to keep scaring me. I'm scared. I just want to go to sleep, eat some food, and just wake up and go back to sleep. Because I don't want to be scared. But the emotions of the American people in fear are different. Mm. Ah. Wait, wait, wait. Go ahead. Mm. The emotions of people in fear yeah. are different. Because we run to it. Hmm. We run to it. We run to it. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, and, and the thing is, what, what's scary to me, though, is what if she ends up does getting into the race? Because this is, this is one of the theories in that uh, Trump is taken out by the court case. This is what the Democrats are hoping, they, that he's taken out by the court cases or he's taken off the ballot, and then they can try to maneuver her in there. She's their girl. She, she, She's yeah, their exactly. girl. She's their girl. You know what I'm saying? So, so please they, understand, yeah. ain't no Republican giving her millions of dollars. No, it's Democrats. Somebody giving it to her, but it ain't yeah. no Republican. It, it does not behoove yeah. a businessman because if he get found out. Yeah, even Newsom, <laughs> yeah, even Newsom yeah. Um, yeah, over right. in California said that uh, um, yeah, he, they they want her. Okay, again, pay attention, everybody. I'm just saying, pay attention. I just Nimrata got beat down by 20 points Nimrata. in her state. 20. Gee, man, that's she like can't go that, home. You, you know, come on, man. Well, Haley well, just lost one of her big donors too after that big loss. Yeah, she lost Coke Brothers. Yeah, one of the Coke Brothers. He's yeah. like, I ain't gonna play with y'all. I'm I, I, I'm a businessman. Okay, the mm. point is. We just got to figure out what's happening, man. Ain't nobody paying attention. But I do want to mention, um, man, it's amazing when you come in here and you just, oh, 
got so much on your mind. Holly, did you know that Jim Clyburn wrote the reparations bill for the Catawba Indians? It, who did who wrote it? Jim Clyburn. Yeah, he got a good casino money. Yeah, he is the one who wrote the reparations bill for the Catawba Indians. That is what, how, how 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 did he get that early that early on in his position or in his congressional seat? The Catawba Indians from South Carolina uh, went to him, and South Carolina wanted gambling, wanted, and he wrote a legislative action that gave the Catawba Indians reparations, and they just redid a new reparations bill for them uh, two years ago, sponsored by Jim Clyburn. Let's check out some open mics. Hey, Don and gang, JNPA, glad to hear you're going to be on for four hours. That extra two is going to be great. Uh, Holly, one thing though, I suffer through the two hours when you're on there, but you're, you're, whatever you use to be on the show is horrible, man. You're going to be on for four now, so that extra two. Hopefully you get a little extra coin and you get a better mode of uh, being able to be on the air with us all. Good morning, Listen, Laugh and Learn crew. Congratulations, Mr. Don Miller, on the uh, proper time slot. That's going to be awesome. Looking forward to that. Been looking forward to that for a long time, actually. Um, it kills me. I drive, you ain't black if you don't vote for me. Who has the balls to say something like that? Man, man, that dude's whatever, man. If you're going to believe half the stuff that comes out of a guy's mouth, you're lost. You're done. Tell him, Holly. Look, clearly he's a racist. I mean, he funded HBCUs for 10 years, um, the economic empowerment zones, prison reform. Was it Was it Obama? Wait, no, it wasn't Obama. Was uh, tell him, Holly. Third one, and I'll censor myself tomorrow. Her biggest donor is a Democrat dude that paid for the lawsuits against Donald Trump with that alleged rape case. Mm -hmm. So I say stay in. Suck all that dude's money out that you can. I appreciate it. Take every dime you can from him and keep getting your ass whipped. It's a beautiful thing. Peace out. Wow. Hey, that bitch Nikki Haley, Nimrod, oh. <laughs> is trying to wait to see if Trump's going to die or get locked up or something. But even if that happens, DeSantis is just going to step by, right back in and kill Nikki Haley if anything happens to Trump. Oh, God. And also, Nikki Haley just lost one of her big donors, too, after that big loss in South Carolina. So she's pretty much done. Okay. Well, you know, it's it's a it's a lot going on. I encourage people to get involved and look and listen and pay attention and just do some reading. Uh, but please don't get caught up in uh, who's a racist. Uh, don't let nobody else tell you who a racist is. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. You can't. You know, you if you feel like that in your spirit or something is said that moves you in a direction, uh, but just be careful and understand what a racist actually is and go look up the definition. Write it on a note card. And put it in your pocket. <laughs> and when you encounter somebody that you feel uh, uncomfortable with, pull out the definition and read that. And you'll be like, ah, oh, maybe not a racist, but an asshole. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because there's a thin line between a racist and an asshole. Very okay? thin line. Just uh -huh. like a little space. Between. Yeah, a little space, right, Holly? A little space. Just a little space, man. I yeah. just I just think you write that. Go put the definition on a note card. And keep it in your shirt pocket, right? Yep. And when you encounter somebody who you think might have made you feel that way, just quickly go to the definition, okay? A person who is a person who is prejudiced against or antagonistic toward people on the basis of their membership in a particular racial or ethnic group. Typically, that one is a minority or marginalized. Okay.
So just read the card and be like, ah, maybe he just don't like my work at the office. Or, uh, you know, maybe I shouldn't have cut him off. Okay? Yeah. Well, yeah. You follow me? But we got to be careful, man, because emotions drive people to react certain ways. But yeah. you can't let nobody else tell you uh, who a racist is, man. Yeah, and this is one of the most emotional elections we've had in a long time. And there's a lot of 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 just my side, you know, not not back and forth or anything. People are like, I'm over here and I'm staying over here, regardless of the, mm -hmm. the full content mm -hmm. of, a, of a situation. And it's, it's kind of scary, you know, it's kind of scary, but we got to. Remember the love on each other, you know. Yeah. And, and, and I think that's going to be the difference, Holly. Yeah, I, I got a question. Do you do you think it is also like a lot of people who voted for Biden but are afraid to actually backtrack now because, you know, that, that feeling of buyer's remorse and the regret is too strong for them to actually listen? Well, well, well the thing to me is the choices. You got right now you have two choices, Donald Trump or, or Joe Biden. And in, in the real world, Bruh, I wouldn't choose either one. Yeah. Period. I wouldn't. I would. I mean, but, you, but people feel like they have to choose one. And if you have to choose one, it's like, which one do you choose? Do you choose the one who has uh, uh, a unique spectrum of of thoughts, to where he's like, "Hey, look, I want to do it like this, and I'll come back and fix this later," or or do you want to do the guy who's who doesn't know he's there? He's standing there and just is, you know. Just he's like, what do you, what do you, what do you choose? And uh, it's it's uh, it's going to be a unique come come this time next year. We're gonna have some questions answered by then, uh, and uh, I'd like to hear our conversation then. Okay, and I agree. And and you know what's funny because I um, I think there is this feeling among uh, many people in a certain conversation um, that black people have become adjusted to injustice. You follow me? Mm -hmm. And I want all of those people who believe that black people have become adjusted to injustice. You are talking about the Negroes at the microphones and in the studios across this country Mm. who have become adjusted to injustice. Mm -hmm. The man on the ground has and will never become adjusted to injustice. Thus, they're looking at Donald Trump with a keen eye on injustice. You follow me? And this is what's funny about this, Holly. Uh, people in the hood, they know injustice better than a lot of other people, right? Yeah, because yep. they've seen it over and over again, right? Yeah, and they see injustice differently than the people in the studios who go to the Ivy League institutions. But right. the people at the microphone speaking about injustice in America are not those people who deal with it and have seen it. They are getting people who have no contact to the people on the ground. I think that is disingenuous and totally wrong. So please believe that the people in these urban communities are angry at what they're seeing and don't think for one minute they have become adjusted to injustice. They are keeping a keen eye. So when Donald Trump, who gets indicted every Wednesday at three o'clock, <laughs> it may look a certain way to a lot of people. But the people on the bottom 
are saying, damn, they did my cousin like that. Yeah. Until they could get him. When Big yeah. Red was the dope man, and they could never get Big Red because he drove a Honda Accord. <laughs> no, he lived with his mama, but he was moving a lot of dope, right? And everybody in the neighborhood knew Red was moving dope. This early the 80s, right? Late 70s. Everybody knew. He was the gigantic weed man. No pills or no drugs, but the gigantic Big Red sold all the weed. But every time they'd kick his mama's dough in, Holly, there wasn't no mm. weed in the house. There wasn't no weed in the house. And then in the summer of 82, a piece of Biden legislation Conspiracy basis legislative action. Anybody remember that? When yeah, it came I conspiracy. That. Huh? Yeah. Right? They got Big Joe, not with the reefer in his hand, but they got Big, not Big, Big Mike. Conspiracy. They, Joe got killed. They got Big Mike on conspiracy. Hmm? Never seen him. He didn't smoke weed. Yeah. He drove, a, it wasn't even a Honda. It was some little Toyota. It was not, wasn't nice. You follow me? Wasn't even nice. Okay? And they couldn't get him. It was a Maxima. Well, whoever made that. Remember that? Yeah. Okay. Nissan. It was a photo. It was a nice car. And they got him. And everybody was like, man, dude ain't never touched no weed. He had a dude over there who connected over there. Boom, boom. And he lived with his mama. Right? But they came and got him. Mm. My point that I'm making is this. When they going to get you, they going to get you. They come throw the, they throw it for, look, they're throwing it all at Trump. And the people I know who saw this happen are seeing it like that. They're like, oh, damn. What did he do that bad? <laughs> huh? Yeah, what did he do that bad? 90 and dot 90 charges? What did he do that bad? And they steadily getting dropped. What did they do that bad? That's what they say. What did they do that bad? <laughs> the fact of the matter is people in the hood are not adjusted to injustice it's the Negroes getting money. Yeah. We'll be back in a moment. Contribute to the madness by clicking the open mic button in the free Florida Man Radio app. I think it should be said that vaginas are like snowflakes. Each and every one is different, and each and every one should be cherished for what it is. Yeah, I almost joined the NFL, but the girl they brought over to entice me had the ugliest vagina I'd ever seen. Vaginas are like belly buttons. You just happen to have an Audi instead of an Innie. Be-doo, be-doo. <laughs> Leave your open mic now with the Florida Man Radio app. Girls and boys in poverty around the world are dreaming of a better life. Thanks to Children International and friends like you, dreams are coming true. Together we help children to learn, grow, and thrive. Learn more at children.org. I'm William Shatner. I've been around a long time, but I'm truly humbled. When I see the real battles our brave, paralyzed veterans have faced defending our freedom. And when they come home. I had just come home from serving over in Germany. Next thing I know, it was three weeks later. I was paralyzed. While parachuting with my platoon, my parachute didn't open. I broke my neck. It left me paralyzed for the rest of my life. I was on a routine patrol, and uh, we were in the desert of Kuwait. And the vehicle flipped and landed on top of me, which uh, left me paralyzed from the waist down. Okay, folks, this, this, this is heroism. That's why I'm proud to support Paralyzed Veterans of America, because they've kept their promise to never leave a fallen soldier behind. A roof over the heads, accessible homes and cars, jobs, benefits. PVA has brought me back to life. 
show them their sacrifice hasn't been in vain. Go to pva.org to learn how you can make a difference. My dad served in Vietnam, the 82nd Airborne Division. He never talked about it. And my mom knew not to ask. So dad buried himself in work and self-medicated and would lose his temper sometimes. Loud noises would put him on edge. It got rough. So I finally said to him, Dad, you gotta get help. As a family member or friend, you may be the first to notice when a veteran you love has been going through changes. Things like withdrawing, drinking more, or increased anger could be a sign of a larger health concern, but help is available. Dad finally went to VA for one-on-one -on -one and group therapy and got some really great tools to help him manage things. And I got my dad back. Listen to hundreds of inspiring stories at maketheconnection.net and learn how you can support the veterans in your life. Treatment works. Recovery is possible. Roxanne Watson is on a mission to have more people sign up as organ, eye, and tissue donors. What drives her? Roxanne received a heart transplant made possible by an organ donor. I decided that day to devote myself to signing up the most people in the United States. <laughs> That's my goal. Now she's a powerful force for good. What could you make possible as an organ, eye, and tissue donor? Leave behind the gift of life. Go to organdonor.gov, U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Health Resources and Services Administration. Okay, man, time to be an all-star caregiver. Drive them to physical therapy, doctor's appointments. Be there emotionally and physically. Don't give up. Don't ever give up. Caregiving is tougher than tough. Find care guides at aarp.org caregiving. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Back to the Don Miller Show on Florida Man Radio. Thank you so much, everybody. Welcome back to the Don Miller Show. Let's try that again. I caught myself. <clears throat> Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Don Miller Show. I'm running out of gas. I came in too hot. Uh, again, great news. Starting March 4th, 103.1 FM in Central Florida, the Don Miller Show, uh, 10 to 2, and followed by the Shannon Burke Show uh, from 2 to 6. Uh, we are, again, excited, and we thank you because uh, we could not have done that without support of all these people out here listening to us, and uh, we really mean that. So... Uh, there was a lot of pushback uh, about the uh, Trump uh, words in the conference the other day uh, when he spoke about uh, why black people like him. And so every not so when, they, when this happens, right, uh, again, I mentioned the pile on and oftentimes the pile on don't end good. But when this happens, they pull out all these pundit guys. Right. And they start asking these people. Uh, these black people with these really nice suits, oftentimes they are black men with bald heads. It's like a uniform or something, okay? And um, they start asking the question, is Trump a racist? And all of these black guys uh, have an eloquent speech of how racist Donald Trump is, yes, right? horrible. And many of them uh, are under the age of 40, oftentimes um, 45 and under, and they sit and they talk about just the history of racism with this guy. And the level, and I think it's so disingenuous, right? Because it's like they're being egged on in these conversations, oftentimes with something being promised to them later. Let's head over to the phone lines really quick. Hey, you're on the Don Miller Show. 
Yeah, I wanted to say, I, I think that, um, one, I think Trump is great at marketing. He knows what to say and when to say it. And I don't know why why black people are so upset. I, I think I'm more bothered when Biden said that we should, if you're black, you should vote for him. Mm-hmm. And um, I was listening to another radio show this morning, and they said it was black conservatives who are supporting Trump, and they're not black. I don't know why us as black people feel like we all need to think the same way. That's why we're um, not growing as much as we would like. And the last thing, I don't know, again, I don't know why there's so much of an uproar and people are wasting energy on this when there are schools in black communities who've been failing for years upon years. That's probably what we should be talking about because these kids could be future leaders. So I think we can galvanize some money and help some of these kids to have experiences. So I don't know why we're wasting time and energy on being upset about this when we have more pressing issues okay right. and that i can impact the future of generations I, to come i totally thank you so much that was a brilliant call and we agree with you here on the show all of us i think Completely. all of us agree with that yeah. my concern is this is a level of panic that i haven't seen politically yeah and this i'm as a guy who follows this and enjoys this I'm amazed at what I'm seeing, but I'm even more amazed that people are falling for it. Let me play this clip real quick, and I want you guys to listen to this, okay? It is confusing as hell to me. So President Biden had said something recently. He said, Donald Trump has been showing black Americans his true colors for years, an incompetent anti-black tyrant who holds us to such low regard that he publicly dined with white nationalists a week after declaring his 2024 candidacy. Come November, no matter how many disingenuous voter engagement events he attends, black Americans will show Donald Trump we know exactly who he is. Okay, now listen to this. <laughs> Joe Biden said Donald Trump been showing black people for years his disdain for them, right? Mm, wow. oh, he's, been tell- he's been telling the Negro, get away from me for years, right? Where? And I thought about that, and I'm a 60-year-old guy, right? who remembers a lot more than a lot of people because I work hard on my memory is really important to me. I'm reading constantly. I got to keep my brain stimulated. Facts. But I remember there was a guy by the name of Jesse Jackson who ran for president in, in 84. Right. And I remember some of the people who were in the mix with Jesse's run for the United States presidency. Right. And this racist-ass tyrant, Donald Trump's name, always seems to come up from that era. Yeah. Racist tyrant, Donald Trump. I want you to listen to this real quick. I want to bring forth a friend who has, uh, well, he is deceptive in that his social style is of such. One can miss his seriousness and his commitment, but his success is beyond argument. Uh, When we opened this... Wall Street project and we talked about it, you gave us space at 40 Wall Street, which was to make a statement about our having a presence there. Uh, And uh, beyond that, in terms of reaching out and being inclusive, he's done that too. Uh, And credit for many people are comfort zone when I ran for the presidency uh, in 84 and 88. And many others uh, thought it was either laughable or something to avoid. He came to our business meeting here in New York because he has this sense of the curious and a will to risk to make things better. And so aside from all of of style uh, and his um, pizzazz, he's a serious person 
who is an effective builder of building with a builder of people. Last year, he was a part of our workshop, of our panel workshop on what are the challenges and opportunities. And so this, a year later, Donald Trump, uh, for a few minutes, challenges and opportunities to embrace the underserved communities. Donald Trump. Well, it is an honor to be here, and uh, I was with Jesse last year, and we had a lot of fun, and it was a little different. Jesse started off by saying, most of the wealth in this country is in the hands of a few. And I thought to myself, is that a bad thing? <laughs> what's, what's wrong with that, Jesse? But he did have an expression last year. And I loved, I was just telling Roger. He had an expression last year, the wall on wall must fall. Thank you so much, everybody. That's Jesse Jackson with his buddy. That's his buddy. It's a guy who helped him big time in 84, in 88, when he ran for United States president, Donald Trump. And I could pull 17 of these type of videos, not only with Jesse, but Al singing his praises and many other black leaders singing the praises in the 80s and 90s and 2000s of a mogul who came to their communities. Mm. We got to be careful, guys. We got to be careful. Because we black folk, I need to talk to y'all real quick for a minute. We're the only people that let our enemy pick our enemy. Fact. We are letting our enemy tell us who our enemy is. And one enemy has a history of engagement with us. And the other enemy does not. You go pull me six clips of Joe Biden with a black person or at a black event prior to Obama bringing him into the fold. Go find one. I encourage you to find one. And to the person, thank you, Robbie. I love you, man. To the person who said, Don, go get a Democrat to sit across from you and have deep conversations about this. A black one. I say the problem is I can't find a black Democrat that can sit in front of me and eloquently lay out the positives of Joe Biden's administration. Can't find one of them. I can tell you, these people on these shows who get in this chat, they done sang and dance and making stuff up as they go. Come in front of me, a guy that knew Jesse's relationship with Donald Trump, a guy, a guy that knew Sharpton's relationship with Donald Trump. And every major black leader in this country have received something over the last 40 years from Donald J. Trump. And only until he ran for president did become a racist. Come on, y'all. We're going to let this happen in front of our own eyes. I was there in a black church in 1993 when Donald Trump was sitting there through the whole two and a half hours. Wasn't running for nothing. He just showed up because he happened to be in the town. Except that I was ready to go. Sat there, wasn't running for nothing. Not trying to be president for sure. Come on, man. Can, can we not do this in front of people? Black folk, we're doing this in front of people. We always talk about in-house business, Holly. Let's not look totally ignorant. 
they are driving you into a conversation. Jesse Jackson has said nothing negative about Donald Trump as far as, go look, go see if you can find it. It's probably something out there that he's saying in the dance, but these people have long-time relationships, Holly. You know that. Yeah. Now he's a horrible racist cracker. Because wow. the other, no, listen to me, guys. I'm hearing people say this on the street, right? This guy's history, actually, y'all can say what you want to say. Oh, you can definitely point to the Central Park Four. Okay, you can say, well, look what he did with that, right? Or you could probably find something, but, oh, he didn't rent to blacks. Oh, yeah. Okay? If you look at Donald Trump's transgressions toward the Negro, I bet you Joe Biden's is greater. Ooh. Hmm? Let's go look. Let's compare. It's apples to oranges. So be careful and stand away from the pile on. It's always something else going on. Thank you so much, everybody. Give me a call, 321-339-1055. Man, I, I came in this morning, got a whole bunch of stuff on my chest because you know yeah, why. Yeah, I had some stuff on your mind. But, Holly, you know why? It just ain't right, Holly. It gets to a point where somebody got to say something, man. I don't care how you feel about this cat. Yeah. Come on. They're saying it out in Chicago right yeah, now. I know they're saying it in Chicago. We're going to hit that. But, but come on. Just come on. Now, that's getting too much. It's getting too much. If 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 I mean, who don't know what racism looks like, okay? And if you are one of these fools that they sit on these panels at these major networks, who want to tell me that didn't go to Harvard or Yale, was not covered by a daddy who showed up every evening, what racism looks like, what the struggle looks like. You a damn fool. Let's check out some open mics. Good morning, good morning. Happy Monday, Mr. Don Miller, and congratulations on your four-hour window, baby. Let's get it. <laughs> 10 to 2 o'clock, starting next Monday. Very excited, bro. Congrats. Jimmy Kite Corn 317 here. If I had a billion dollars, i say what I want to say, too. <laughs> what is discrimination when you got a business? Who cares if he's discriminated against? He ain't feeling no struggle. What kind of pain is he feeling? Give me a billion. I don't feel no pain. I still ain't done. Struggle. Man, struggle is a single mother trying to make it. And then you got people coming at them trying to make sure they don't get anything else. That's struggle. Struggling because, oh, y'all gonna take 358 million and I still got a billion left. Man, come on, man. What are you doing here? Hey, what's up, guys? Good morning. Ray Ray here. Just wanted to give you guys a heads up. Uh, tomorrow I'll be stopping by for lunch, so I'll see you guys tomorrow around lunchtime when the show's over. Great show. Love you guys. Ray Ray out. Hey, uh, Democrat Cohen. Jimmy Carcorn ain't here to speak, I don't think. Okay, go ahead. What's up, Don Miller? Holly Holloman. Ashy Pastor. Stedman. Sparky Tree. Ashy Pastor. I'm Mr. Mika. Hey, Don, they've been saying Donald Trump's a racist for since 2016. I mean, at the end of the day, enough's enough. Um, he's got a proven track record, and I think all most African-American or black folks think the same thing. Great show, guys. B2B, you can't wait to hear two more hours of me Monday. So let me just say, okay, I, I wanted to talk 
about this real quick this morning. I want to come out of the gate and talk about this because it gets to a point that do we just keep letting them hit us with this? or do, At what point do we say, all right, y'all stop, y'all doing too much? Because, listen, I, if you have disdain for the guy, that's fine. I, people have a right to their opinion and a right to like who they like, right? Mm-hmm. But we got to stop letting these people tell us, right? We got to stop letting these people yeah. tell us who, who's been with us and who has not been with us. And I'm just, that's, look, if you don't like him, don't like him. I ain't telling you to like the dude, right? A bunch of people don't like at all, right? But you can't mm. let people tell you this guy is this horrible racist who's done so much damage to the black community. And not be able to name any policy or anything else that comes out of his mouth that they disagree with, so they have to go after his character. It's just amazing, and you're right. And yeah. I just say, look, man, I can name, uh, where's my list of Joe Biden policies? Well, I was going to say, start with yeah. the bill. Start with the That's, big bill. We could start right. with my list of Joe Biden policies. Yeah. A long ass time ago. Why? So let me ask you this. I keep hearing people. Yeah. Talk about the past. I keep hearing black folk in the black community talking about slavery. Right. Facts. Keep hearing it. And that's fine. You move forward the way you move forward. You deal with it the way you deal with it. Mm. But if we're going to engage in the past. Yeah. If we're going to engage in the oppressive history of black people in this country and i contend it was so oppressive yep then let's have a real conversation about our past in our past there were people who did not deal with us and was actually blatant doing so right there were the robert birds and the stennises and these the recent races i call them who have Wrote legislation in Holly and I's lifetime, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. One of those people was Joe Biden. I tell you, and I know, like, Don, you bringing that up again. <laughs> Stay with me. I got something I want to tell you all in a few minutes. So in the recent racist conversation, because I contend Abraham Lincoln had to freedom slaves, or he's getting ready to get his ass toe up. Stomped out. I'm saying let's come all the way up a little bit. And talk about this guy, Donald Trump. Like him or hate him. Y'all need to stop. <laughs> so if this guy's a racist, then Joe Biden's racist, sir. Racist, sir. No okay? Way. But find me audio or video in the 80s and 90s of Joe Biden engaging with black folk when he didn't have to. Hmm? When he wasn't running for office in Delaware. Okay? Or supporting a candidate in Cleveland, show me Joe Biden's engagement with black folk when he didn't have to. I contend you can't find it. And then they say, well, Don, he evolved. He changed his <laughs> mind the way he saw things, right? Just like Robert Byrd, old dead-ass racist POS, he evolved and said, I made some mistakes when I called the Negro uh, N-word. <laughs> no, you didn't. That's how you felt, sir. And I appreciate you stop lying right now. The fact of the matter is, go and get me Joe Biden's engagement with black folk for Obama brought him in the fold. Let me ask this question to those who may be listening all across the byways and highways of this country. How many of you, if I did a study, I did a survey recently 
I'm going to ask you, Stedman, had you heard of Joe Biden before he ran for vice president? No, not really. Holly, had you? No, not, well, not necessarily. Most Americans hasn't. Hadn't heard of him. Had never heard of him. And I'll tell you why. After 40 years in the House, in the Senate, 40, he had done nothing as so significant to make him stand out. And all of his work was oppressive conversation. Go look. I ain't making that up. Mm. So here's a guy after 40 years. I could go down the list of names uh, that we've heard of who stayed long terms in Congress. Adam Clayton Powell, Dick Durbin, all these guys, Republicans and Democrats are like John Kerry. Oftentimes, go look. We know these names. We heard those names. He was the chair of judiciary, and the average American had no idea who he was. Wow. Because we know those who do significant work for America. Yes. Hmm? This guy was just there. He was there. He's the crime guy. And now all of a sudden, this is really important, guys. He is not the racist, but the guy who was with us is. Come on, man. Let me just say this. I wanted to get this off my chest. Heather, I love you so much. Thank you so much. Credit Jean Johnson from the Johnson family. You appreciate you. Man, Sandra, come on over here with us. Listen, very important, guys. Shout out to Robbie. Shout out to Crocker. Shout out to these people that I bounce things off of who just listen. Shout out to Desmond Mead. He was a recipient for the Nobel Peace Prize last year. Uh, time 100 most influential people in America or the world. Desmond Mead, thanks, man, for the drink. Appreciate you, brother. Congrats. And I just want people to get back to reality. We are not in reality. Listen to this, some. Okay, let me tell you. I want to play a clip because I want to talk about this in the second part of the show. Bill Clinton, right? Bill Clinton and the immigration conversation, right? Bill Clinton, hey, like him or hate him, because he he might be a little more like racist him. than Donald Trump as well. Really? Bill Clinton might no, be a little more he might be more racist yeah, than right. Donald Trump as well. Go look, go look what he signed off on, thumbed up, right? Oh, and I like Bill Clinton. I do too. But the fact that the the, the when we don't understand, right? Yeah. Contradiction, hypocrisy, and narrative. This is Bill Clinton talking about illegal immigration some years ago. Not only in the states most heavily affected, but in every place in this country are rightly disturbed by the large numbers of illegal aliens entering our country. The jobs they hold might otherwise be held by citizens or legal immigrants. The public service they use impose burdens on our taxpayers. That's why our administration has moved aggressively to secure our borders more by hiring a record number of new border guards. Oh, thus... Ooh. The border patrols came about under Clinton, right? Yep. Because Clinton said they're coming over and they're taking jobs from Americans. And they're using services that our veterans need. Facts. Right? Bill Clinton said, get your asses out of America. Go get them. Build that wall, Bill. Yeah. He, he, That's Bill Clinton, President of the United States. That is the State of the Union. And that is what he said. He said. In 1996, he called for $1 billion to increase their legal immigration. Yeah. That's what Bill said, guys. Don Miller ain't say that. I'm saying it today. And what is Bill and his guys are saying now? Anybody pay attention to the hypocrisy? Bill Clinton. 
Go back to that a minute. Play that clip one more time because you fools are being fooled. Stop. Bill Clinton said this. I didn't say this. Now, I'm an asshole because I want the man, the Vasquez family to get in line to do paperwork. I'm an asshole because I don't want these Chinese coming into this country at 24 years old with buff bodies and don't know where they're going. I'm an asshole because I see the crime coming off of this. I'm an asshole because Chicago looks horrible right now and people are suffering. Play this clip. Americans, not only in the states most heavily affected, but in every place in this country are rightly disturbed by the large numbers of illegal aliens entering our country. The jobs they hold might otherwise be held by citizens or legal immigrants. Thank you. I'm an asshole, though. Don Miller, you are you are not right, and what you're saying is not okay. Those people are coming here to, to those people are coming here uh, to get a better life, and those people are not bothering anybody. And yada yada yada. I'm gonna go to break, but I can tell you right now, Bill Clinton said that first. He said it way before me. I want to know why is the tune changed? We'll be back in a moment. Get your 30 seconds of fame. Download the free Florida Man radio app now and click on the open mic button. The answer to the social media issue is very obvious and very simple. Parents need to be parents. If you're relying on social media to get you through rough times, then you got bigger problems. That's pretty pathetic. You can pass a bill on the age to use social media but not to get your wiener cut off. Kind of weird. Leave your open mic now with the Florida Man Radio app. Okay, man, time to be an all-star caregiver. Drive them to physical therapy, doctor's appointments. Be there emotionally and physically. Don't give up. Don't ever give up. Caregiving is tougher than tough. Find care guides at aarp.org caregiving. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. As a veteran, you get a lot of advice. But wisdom's harder to come by. A lot of people imagine themselves in our shoes without understanding the weight on our shoulders. The truth is, if you can understand the pressure of finding your own way after serving in the military. But few isn't none. You've got support. You can't control the chaos, but you can chart your way through it. Steady yourself. MakeTheConnection.net I'm Ben Affleck and I want to thank you for joining me and supporting Paralyzed Veterans of America. I joined the Navy to serve my country while parachuting with my platoon. My parachute didn't open and I broke my neck. Thanks to PVA, Paralyzed Veterans are getting specialized medical care and treatments, the jobs they want, and the accessible vehicles and homes they need. I just don't think my family would be as happy as they are without the support that I received from Paralyzed Veterans of America. Learn more at pva.org. Hi, I'm Marcel Spears. Keeping our global neighborhood safe is a tough job, one made just a bit safer with the help of America's brave military dogs. These dogs, who often take the same risks and make the same sacrifices as our human warriors, keep our troops safe by sniffing out bombs and IEDs, locating enemy positions, and bringing a sense of comfort and home to an almost unimaginable circumstance. Yet, when these brave canine heroes retire, they're not always given the same treatment as our military VIPs, and are too often 
left overseas. American Humane works to bring home these valiant dogs and reunite them with the people who mean the most to them, their handlers, so they can enjoy happy, healthy, well-deserved retirements. To learn how you can help America's four-footed heroes, visit AmericanHumane.org. We all know the sounds of stress, but you may not know that your daily stress can affect you physically. Stress can give you sleepless nights, a pounding headache, stomach pains, or worse. If you've lost a job, worry about your next meal, or having trouble making it through the day, we can help. Text STRESS to 211211 to find a solution. Back to the Don Miller Show on Florida Man Radio. Oh, oh. Thank you so much, Staple Singers. Probably 76, 75. Pop mm. Robux Staple on the guitar. Mm. Thank you so much, everybody. Look, uh, just talking about that, the people at the bottom have not, contrary to popular belief, become adjusted to injustice. So please, so I want to make a point of this. Chicago, where the black community, I'm so proud of them, rising up against against this influx of illegals. Yeah, they are rising up. They're done like Phoenix, and, and they are going against the narrative. They are saying we don't want this in our communities. These people are not even legal. They should not be here. When my people was legal, they went to jail. When my people were illegal, this is what these people in the hood are saying. When my people are the, the slightest notion of somebody from this neighborhood doing something illegal constitutes arrest. Immediately. The slightest notion in urban America constitutes arrest if you violate the law. Facts. But you're taking these law violators and giving them safe haven. Play this clip. In May 1980, Fidel Castro opened the harbor at Mariel Cuba with the apparent intention of letting some of his people join their relatives in the United States. Within 72 hours, 3,000 U.S. boats were headed for Cuba. It soon became evident that Castro was forcing the boat owners to carry back with them not only their relatives, but the dregs of his jails. Of that 125,000 refugees that landed in Florida, an estimated 25,000 had criminal records. Oh, yeah. That's what's up. That's what has happened in the United States right now. Mm-hmm. All this asylum-seeking lie, all this about refugees, and no, no, no. What's happening is they're emptying out the dregs of their jails into the United States, into our communities. They're junking up our country. And yeah, we feel some kind of way about it because it's our country. Thank you it's so our- much. Now that's a black lady from the South Side of Chicago. She's done. She's Ooh. talking to the Chicago City Council. She's done. She said no. And guess what? She did a little research. Yeah. Yeah. She's right. These these people are people they don't want. Look at Venezuela. Venezuela just canceled all deportation flights. Don't send them back here. 
says Venezuela. I saw the article. I could have stopped Don't send them back here. Venezuela said, no, hell no. You can't land here. Pretty raggedy. You can't land in Caracas. We don't that want them. That is so raggedy. No, no. So raggedy. You know what it is, Holly? Because they're sending, they're not sending the educated scholars, okay, from these countries. They're getting pay raises. They're, they're emptying it out. They're empty. Look, I guarantee you, a lot of these people emptying out their jails. Send them to oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Right, right. Absolutely. <laughs> so, and, and we over here talking about, okay, we'll take them. Now they're, mur look, they're murderers. Yeah. They have no, look at the fool who shot that, who, who beat the police. Look at the fool who shot the police, shot at the police. The look UGA. look at the fool that you, the fool that UGA murdered the young lady just going out for a run, man. They shouldn't be here. And he was arrested in a, in, in a, and whatever they call them fake ass cities that they can do whatever they yeah, want to do in camps, yeah. Okay, <laughs> asylum city. Whatever they call it, right? Yeah. Sanctuary city. Sanctuary yeah. city. A sanctuary for a dude who sneak into the country. A sanctuary for a dude who gets put out of a jail in Nicaragua and comes into the country. But it ain't sanctuary for the Negroes and the poor whites who have lived in these jungles forever. Yo, how can it not be sanctuary for a poor white dude who made ends meet? And didn't flee the black community. And I know a lot of these poor white people still live among the blacks, and there's no problems, guys, I promise you. Facts. And they feel like there's no sanctuary for them. You go to the southwest side of Chicago where a, a working-class white family lives right next door to a black family. Mm -hmm. Ain't no sanctuary for them. And we let them tell us that this level of separation and nobody lives together in harmony ain't been to Appalachia. I spent uh, three and a half weeks in Appalachia. I mm. saw the poorest of the poor white folk. And they lived in harmony with the poorest of the poor black people because the common denominator was poor. Mm. Not yeah. black and not white, but yeah. poor. Yeah, poor can bring you together. It can bring you together. You follow me, Holly? So when yeah. I hear this lady, say this is our country. Our country. She's American. Born and raised. She said, "This is our country. Don't send us them." She she brought up she brought up the ancestors. She brought up the fact that we as Americans have built this nation, and then we are the ones that are being put under and put last. And, 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 and I her, think hit my heart. And that's a genuine point. So I applaud her. We're trying to get her on the show. I applaud her for going to the microphone, saying, "Wait a minute." Yeah. Okay, when you empty out your dredges, like, God, ah, we don't want them. Hey, no, we keep her. She's going to do all right. We get rid of him. Because guess what, guys? The smart people from these countries are being brought over here by multinational corporations. Mm. And they're given a document to say you can come here and you can work here. Now, there's some people like that that are sneaking in and some of this other stuff, right? Yeah. But the people they want, they provide them with paperwork. That's my problem with all of this. When you listen to Bill Clinton 30-some years ago say, ah, y'all better lock that wall, lock them doors. Yeah. Huh? Get them out of here. And now all of a sudden, he is right there in the midst of this conversation about let him in. What happened? Come on, Bill. Come what happened, on, though, Bill. Holly? How did we go from <laughs> get them out of here? There's several videos of Joe Biden saying get them out of here. They're criminals. Yeah. His words right? Haiti alone. Get them out of here. We don't want those guys. And now it's like, oh, well, they need somewhere to go. What the? Come on, man. Mm -hmm. I just, I don't understand it. But anyway, 
I don't understand it either, Don. Uh, I, I don't. I don't understand yes. it either. You know, it, it's I mean, amazing. It, and it switches back and forth. You know, it, if you go back over the history, the the things that the Democrats and the Republicans have supported have been the same and then been different. <laughs> But, but on this, it's like they switch this, sides. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Y'all yeah. go over there. We gonna stay over here this time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But on this issue, it, it's 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 a no brainer because when once you once you reach a threshold of ten million or even more, and then you have over hundreds and hundreds of people um, on the watch list, and you got the FBI going <laughs> left and right across the country begging for states to allow them to take the people that going to harm our nation. You know what I'm saying? I think it's, it's like it's no longer it's no longer a political issue. It's what is your real intentions? What are your real goals? You know, you're, and you're right. Uh, I want to end. Uh, what's the model of this show? Listen, Listen laugh, and learn. Uh, let me just tell y'all something. So when I grew up, there were no other people of any other race in our neighborhood except for Chinese people, right? And they, they lived over there because they had the Chinese stove, okay, the restaurant. And, <laughs> and I was talking the other day, and something hit me, Holly. When was the first time so you met a Chinese person early on, right, Holly? Uh, yeah, yeah. You yeah, had interaction did, with yeah. Chinese, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. me. what about you? Yeah, pretty early in okay. life, actually. Okay. Most of us, because they had a Chinese, there was always a Chinese restaurant. The Chinese went straight to the hood, right? There was always a Chinese restaurant in the hood, right? The Kim family, I'll never forget them, right? 35th and King Drive. I mean, 35th and Giles. We scoped through the Kim family. Chinese. So I go to work early on, get to, I get a job, and there's an Asian gentleman who works with me. And they were having a little potluck or something. And he said, hey, I'm going to bring some of my food. And I'm like, okay, okay. <laughs> Listen, it's going somewhere. And he brings some food to the party, and I'm looking at it, and I'm like, I ain't never had none of that. <laughs> I ain't never seen that at Miss Kim's restaurant because he wasn't Chinese. Uh, he was Japanese. Uh, Holly, when was the first time you met a Japanese? Hey, they was all the same to me. At one That's time. the point I'm making. Listen, everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and this may sound horrible. Yeah, and, huh? but it was what it was. They yeah. were Asian, right? Yeah. We didn't yeah. know the difference. And I didn't know Ty, who Chinese. worked with me. I didn't know. And I was like, Ty, I ain't never. He's like, Don, I'm Japanese. And I uh, felt horrible, uh, right? Yeah, it yeah. Felt, it felt I felt horrible. But the point and is... And the Koreans. No, never no but you uh, follow what I'm saying? Oh, you're going to get them really mad. But again, <laughs> though, right? You just treat people yeah. the way you treat people. And we have gotten sucked into this conversation. Yeah. Okay? And it's not going to benefit a lot of us. Yeah. So I didn't know... Uh, my first. I was a grown-ass man. I ain't never met nobody. Japanese, but Holly, we just thought that everybody Asian, mm. yeah, was Asian, yeah, yeah, right. Charlie Chan, everybody was a Charlie Chan. <laughs> huh? oh, it's what it was. I mean, it, I'm growing and, up. And, and, Charlie and, Chan was the Asian dude, and they exploited him. Okay, yeah, uh, that, that show would be canceled. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But they canceled Charlie Chan. That show would be canceled by the name itself. It'll be canceled. <laughs> you know, like think about yeah. it. I was in the mall the other day, and I walk into the by the food court, and that lady with that toothpick with that strange meat on it is right in my face. Here, take one. You called it strange. I love that, though. Okay. I love samples at the mall. That, so she every time I go in there, she's got all in my face. And, and I say, what? She put a strange meat in your face? 
<laughs> wow. Now that was ugly. <laughs> so, but the point is, Holly, so they always, yeah. and people taking it on this toothpick and they're yeah. eating it, right? And you can walk around and 10, 10 times and get, you can get full because they don't, we all look, oh, alike. Yeah. we all look alike to them. She ain't going to oh, say, yeah. you just got meat. <laughs> she ain't going to say, yeah. you just got meat. Okay? She's going to give you another piece. You're going to come back around, give you another piece. Yeah, and, and then, then you go find the drinks. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but the point I make is this, guys. We got to stop. Yeah. There's fun in all of it. And think, I'm just, right now, I'm not going to eat the, 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 the Chinese food on the stick from Straight the Chinese lady. I don't know. I don't know them. They, they done scared me. I'm scared now. I go right to Sam right now. I'm going to Chopsticks. You see my boy. Uh, I'm just saying, I ain't get on. I'm not to go grab that Chinese food on the stick. Might be COVID lace bubonic chicken sauteed in Ebola sauce. I don't know what the hell oh, it is. Wow. <laughs> I don't know what it is, right? Now they say the Chinese coming in here is the enemy. Yeah. Uh, you follow? I'm going right over to see Sam. I ain't going nowhere else. I'm not trying no. Oh, oh, what what ethnicity is Sam? Sam is Chinese as hell. Okay, <laughs> would you think so, Holly? Chinese as hell. He's Japanese, dirty Is he Chinese as hell? I don't know. He might be Cambodian. No, he no, ain't. I'm gonna tell him you said that. Yeah. <laughs> he gonna give you that COVID lace bubonic plague chicken sauteed in Ebola sauce. Hey, thank you so oh, much, wow. everybody. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. But remember, 103.1 FM starting March 4th in Central Florida. Also, 10 to 2, The Don Miller Show, followed by Shannon Burke at 2 o'clock. Bubba the Lost One still in the same time slot in the mornings, all right here on Florida Man Radio. Holly Holloman, I appreciate you, bro. Yes, sir. We'll and we be gonna, here. We going to get Holly's situation fixed up for the open mic guy. We got you. LP, thank you, man. I love you, Don. All right. Hey, Stemmer, take yes, us sir. out of here, baby boy. All right. Bye. WFYY HD3 Windermere, WXUS HD3, W266DY2.